You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You're a podcast listener, and this is a podcast ad. Reach great listeners like yourself with podcast advertising from Lips and Ads. Choose from hundreds of top podcasts offering host endorsements, or run a reproduced ad like this one across thousands of shows to reach your target audience with Lips and Ads. Go to lipsandads.com now. That's L I B S Y N ads.com. You've seen this, right? The tree on fire in front of Fox. Heartbreaking. This is, this is anti-Christian. This is anti-Christmas. This is a hate crime. But at least they think they got the guy responsible. The alleged guy is in police custody until he was out of police custody. Here he is being released. He's walking out and absolutely no bail, no cash. He didn't have to post anything. He's walking around a free man right now. Here are the charges against him. Nothing, okay? Six misdemeanor charges, no felony charge. Even though allegedly he destroyed a half million dollars worth of stuff, he was granted supervised release without bail. This is America, huh? Post George Floyd, do anything to stop mass incarceration. So Mr. Uh, Tama Naha was interviewed just after his uh, get out of jail little little walk. Where are you gonna go now, sir? I'm going home. You got a cigarette? I don't smoke. Anybody got a cigarette? What about the trees, sir? Why? 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 I didn't do it. And he's he walks off alone. By the way. Part of that supervised bail, huh? No fire, no cigarettes, no matches. I think that's very, very reasonable. This is a sign of everything, everything going wrong in America, especially I think New York City is ground zero. Here's this. When you see people coming into our country, you see, well, this is bad. This shouldn't be. It's not fair to the people who live here. It's not fair to these people. It's very dangerous, um, disease. Uh, <laughs> they could drown. They should come in legally and safely. Well, we knew it. A lot of Democrats see not um, illegal intrusion. They see potential voters. Take a look at this. It's actually happening. Non-citizens voting in New York City. New York City is poised to give voting rights to non-citizens. It's happening as we speak. They're ratifying it downtown. Take a look. Here are the details. It will allow some 800,000 non-citizens uh, eligibility to vote. It will take effect January 1st. Now, they will only at first be allowed to vote in local races like New York City mayor. Hey, that is a big, big job. It's actually happening. So um, they're letting criminals go free. They are saying foreigners can vote. This is what happens when you start to destroy American democracy. And here's a sign of it. The Thomas Jefferson statue, you heard about this too. Thomas Jefferson statue in City Hall, they said they would take it out and they are taking it out. It's actually already gone. So where this chamber, where he used to preside, 
figuratively. This is the same chamber where they just allowed uh, foreigners to vote in American elections. It's insane. It's happening. Donald Trump warned us. He really did. This week, it's Robert E. Lee. I noticed that Stonewall Jackson's coming down. I wonder, is it George Washington next week? And is it Thomas Jefferson the week after? You know, you, all, you really do have to ask yourself, where does it stop? George Washington was a slave owner. Was George Washington a slave owner? So will George Washington now lose his status? Are we going to take down, excuse me, are we going to take down, are we going to take down statues to George Washington? How about Thomas Jefferson? What do you think of Thomas Jefferson? You like him? Okay, good. Are we going to take down the statue? Because he was a major slave owner. Now, are we going to take down his statue? And he's gone. And a lot of what he stood for is gone. Law and order is gone. And insanity is prevailing. Now, here's something insane and disturbing and harmful. And it breaks my heart. These kids in Portland, public school children being forced to socially distance during lunch in the rain, 40-degree weather. You see those little orange things? They are barrels that the kids are forced to sit on. And you can see it is a crummy, rainy day, and the kids are outside. Is this, is this America? Well, this is also America. Nancy Pelosi dining with her friends, maskless, as the kids are forced under a bridge, socially distanced. I mean, this is not America. This is, the thing is, I don't know if an election can fix this. I don't know if an election can fix, I mean, it can help. Um, can an election fix this? A burning tree, anti-Christian hate, the guy who did it allegedly is already out on the streets. Can an election fix that? I, it can help. But here is a solution that I think could go a bit further. We had Eric Metaxas on the show earlier this week. And whatever your religion, if you are Christian, Judeo-Christian values are so important to this country. But he said something that has stuck with me ever since. If they really celebrated Christmas, if they really, really believed the insane idea that God sent his son to this world, et cetera, et cetera, if they really believed that and lived it out, it would be no contest. People who say they're Christians, what they really mean is, I'm not a Jew, I'm not an atheist, I'm not a Muslim, I guess I'm a Christian. They really act in a secular way way. And so it's up to us who claim to believe this to decide, do I really believe this? Did it really happen? If it did happen, if this is true, if this story is more than a fairy tale, it is the most amazing story in the history of the world. Some people have called it the greatest story ever told. If people who call themselves Christians, I'm not talking about Gentiles, I'm talking about Christians, actually believed this and lived it out as though it were true, because it is, it would be a totally different ballgame. It's easy for us to attack the left. The left doesn't really have to do anything except, you know, uh, it's kind of like Lucy with the football. You know, you don't have to kick the football. You can't blame Lucy. <laughs> I like this. I like this a lot. And, you know, he mentioned Charlie Brown there. Lucy, Charlie Brown, uh, Jack Posobiec, uh, very active on social media, brought this up. Uh, when Charlie Brown, the Christmas issue, Christmas episode, uh, was first shown to network executives, they were a little bit afraid about this message. But Charles Schultz, the creator, insisted on it, and it made it. But uh, too often we forget. Isn't there anyone who knows what 
what Christmas is all about? Sure, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. And there were in the same country shepherds, abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them. And the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not. For behold, I bring you tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God, and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. That's what Christmas is all about, Charlie Brown. Well, thank you, Linus. Thank you, Charles Schultz. And thank you, God. Coming up, we'll meet the new prosecutor, the new U.S. attorney in Massachusetts. She is a piece of work. Be right back. Big news from the app world. The Newsmax TV app has been downloaded more than 5 million times since Election Day. It's one of the most popular apps on both iPhones and Android devices. Plus, it's free. So go to your app store now and you'll get easy access to Newsmax.com for top news. Plus, you can watch Newsmax TV anytime, anywhere. And remember to sign up for app notifications so you never miss a breaking news alert from Newsmax. Download the free app now. Takes just seconds. Newsmax TV. Watch us anytime, anywhere. All I can can say... Is, is that, that the fake news just doesn't get it, do they? <laughs> Except this time. Except this time. A news reporter slash producer in Boston did a great job uh, finding out and telling us about the new U.S. attorney up there in Massachusetts. Now, she is a piece of work. Her name is uh, Rachel Rollins, and uh, she was nominated by the Biden administration to be the top prosecutor uh, in Boston, a federal prosecutor. And uh, because she's black, it's history. With a historic tie-breaking vote by the vice president, Rachel Rollins cleared the final hurdle and will become the first black female U.S. attorney in Massachusetts. Rollins making history, becoming the first black woman to head the federal office. With the vice president's tie-breaking vote, Rachel Rollins made history today as the first black woman to become the top federal prosecutor in Massachusetts. All right, congratulations, I guess, but I am surprised she ever got this far. Because back when she was a local prosecutor, she kind of revealed herself to be a bit of a head case. I mean, totally out of control. So she gets into an argument with somebody in a parking lot. It becomes a minor news story, and a news crew shows up where she lives. That happens when you're a public servant, okay? It happens all the time. We'll get to that later. But when it happened to her, whoa, watch out. Can we speak to you for one second, Ms. Rollins? You, you're in front of my house with we, my we, children? We literally just pulled up here. Yeah, but how do you know where I live? Oh, it's public record, ma'am. Right, okay. That's unbelievable. We're not stopping. <laughs> That's unbelievable. Actually, here I really think that she thinks it's unbelievable that they found her address. I mean, remember the good old phone book? Uh, we can find out where people live. There is such a thing as public record. Public servants are not in some special category. When it comes to this stuff, it gets worse. 
unbelievable. We're not stalking you at all. We're yeah, not, but not. my kids are inside. Oh, we never even knocked the door. We were just parking here trying to figure out where we were going, and someone said we saw you here. So. Yeah, okay. Thanks. So happened to see you. Yeah. We did. No, we did. I, I'm going to please make sure that you're in front of my house with my children inside. And you're going to put this on oh, here. This is your house. I'm yeah, sorry. so as a black woman, in this moment, in this country, you're going to put my house on the screen? No, 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 ma'am. We're just here approaching you to ask you a question. Get away from my family. Speak to me at my job. If I get hurt or harmed because of this, you are on the record for that. Or my kids are, are killed. Listen. Who do you think you are? Just perfect for the Biden administration, right? They saw this and they said, sign her up for the Justice Department. And what about that race card? Uh, oh, here, I think she starts to almost break the law. Get, this is private property, okay, get out of here. Get out. And you know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation okay. and we'll see how that works okay. with you. What are you gonna allege? What would she allege? She's gonna make an allegation, see how it works for you. You see how some of these Democrats roll? They love power. Ooh, do they love power. Doesn't work that way though. You can't do that, especially when it's on tape. So the rantings of a white woman get you here and scare my children? No, no, no. Get no. off of our private property. We're here and I swear to God, I'm dead it. serious. We're I will find your name. You. you can ask me somewhere else. Do not name. have a camera in front of my I house. I can give you my name. Get her, get them out of here. This is the what Boston Police. I will have you arrested. I swear to God. <laughs> she has a problem, by the way. Did you notice she had a problem with the white woman? And the black woman, uh, both of them. By the way, the reporter happens to be black. I don't know what her deal is, but she has a deal. She certainly has a deal. Go. Get her, I'm get them hiding. out of here. This is the Please. Boston Police. I will have you arrested. I swear to God. Okay. It's a, it My children are going to be hurt. Yeah, by you. Uh, this is, you know, this comes with the territory when you're a public servant. Ask these people. Ask uh, Senator Cinema. Uh, she can't go to the bathroom in peace. Uh, this happens. Senator Josh Hawley, they had a riot on his front lawn. It's not nice. Comparatively, this is no big deal. Now watch how she tweeted about this. Rachel Rollins took to Twitter. Uh, ooh, boy. The media just videotaped my home and my children are terrified. Hey, did you see the kids? I didn't see the kids. I think they were 400 feet away and just fine. Uh, what else happened here? My children, like many of yours, are scared and worried about what they saw at our Capitol. Yeah, this is right after January 6th. Everyone is on edge, including myself, but my little girls are safe. Oh, and then she took it even further. Earlier today, a masked white man jumped out of a truck, parked in front of my home, walked quickly to me while inaudibly speaking. He opened his trunk and grabbed something, took it out and aimed it at me. I was terrified and turned away. My children were there. Enough with the kids, okay? You're going to get them into trouble. Stop lying about them either. They were just fine and they were inside. Finally on this, when she, when she actually became a district attorney, she even screwed up the, um, the swearing-in ceremony. Take a look. I, Rachel Rowling, do solemnly swear and affirm, do solemnly swear and affirm, that I will faithfully and impartially discharge and perform, that I will faithfully and impartially discharge and perform, perform. <laughs> all the duties incumbent on me as Suffolk District Justice, Attorney. Can we just make it smaller? I don't know. <laughs> just one little, okay, I'm sorry. <laughs> 
a big job here, so you know. All right. The justice is annoyed. By the way, she's got her hand on the wrong hand on the Bible. Okay, here we go. Oh. That I will faithfully and impartially discharge and perform. That I will thankfully and impartially discharge and perform. Here's what you can do. If you're ever in trouble, if she's ever prosecuting you, uh, here's what you do. You just show the appeals court, you show your lawyer, you show somebody this, and I think everything will be forgiven. Get her, I'm get them hiding. out of here. This is the Please. Boston Police. I will have you arrested. I swear to God. Okay. A, My children are going to be hurt. All charges drop. Not really, but keep your eye on her. Sherry, uh, I'm sorry, um, Rachel Rollins up there in Massachusetts. All right. Jussie Smollett was found guilty on all counts. Be right back. This country was made by tax rebels, freedom fighters, gold seekers, believers, lovers, and true patriots. We're Newsmax, and we're their heirs, and so are you. Newsmax TV, real news for real people. Hey, Jussie Smollett, guilty on virtually all uh, accounts, staging that fake hate crime. The jury saw right through it. He may have made matters worse for himself, according to the prosecutor, by lying to them throughout this trial. So obviously, Jesse Smollett, the former actor on Empire, staged a hate crime so uh, he would get a greater paycheck from Fox. That was part of his motivation. Want to bring in Jonathan Gilliam, former FBI agent, former Navy SEAL, author of Sheep No More, and Jim Hansen, president of Security Studies Group and a former former Army Special Forces Weapons Officer. Gentlemen, welcome. Uh, what do we think? Uh, I'm not surprised, but you know what? I got a little bit nervous there. Jonathan, first to you. I think this is the, the perfect contrast to the Kyle Rittenhouse uh, case. I mean, everything about it, you know, when we talk about uh, how Kyle Rittenhouse performed on the stand versus Jesse Smollett, when we look at uh, the jury and how the jury uh, was laid out as uh, just, I mean, this was an incredibly diverse jury. Um, and then we, when we look at uh, the, the nature of the case, which in Kyle Rittenhouse, you're able to look at the facts and, and the actions of someone that was displayed on video. And then actually video comes back to haunt Jesse Smollett in this case. I think it's incredible that it shows that the, the comparison, the contrasting of these two cases, and it shows you real guilt versus why we are able to find people not guilty. And I, I think that people need to take a step back and look at the reality of this nation and how far down some people will go. They will wake up and think about doing bad things, and that's Jesse Smollett. Before we go to you, Jim, I want to play uh, several liberals leaping to Jesse's defense when the alleged hate crime was first reported. Uh, Danny, this is a horrible story, no matter what kind of uh, attack or crime it was. But what do prosecutors need to prove uh, to categorize this as a hate crime? Support for Smollett exploding online from Hollywood A-listers to political heavyweights. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi tweeting the racist homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is an affront to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. 
Democratic presidential candidate and Senator Kamala Harris also weighing in, calling Smollett one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know, and calling the attack an attempted modern-day lynching. Wow. <laughs> Did they fall for it? I didn't know. I knew there was some support, but man, they, you know, as far as faking something, he initially did a pretty good job, at least for four hours. And then anyway, Jim, what do you think? Well, the whole thing was bound to fall apart because it was just comical to pretend that anyone was running around in the middle of the night in Chicago, which is Obama country and, and leftist country, and claiming it's MAGA country. You know, I, I know it would have been fun to have Dave Chappelle on here, who definitely didn't get pulled in, because he would have told us, juicy smolehe guilty. And that's what we deserve, you know? <laughs> I mean, this whole thing was a farce from the beginning. And watching all these liberals just jump into it because they were projecting their own feelings onto it and wanting to believe that that's actually how conservatives and Trump supporters and MAGA country people act. It's not. And now, at least... Yeah, at least he's guilty. I don't know what kind of sentence he's going to get, but the trouble he gave this country with this outright disgraceful, shameful lie damaged race relations even more at a time we didn't need it. So good on the Chicago jury for calling it what it was. Good on them. I mean, ultimately, I mean, the prosecutor initially decided not to file charges, right? I mean, this is three years ago just about January of 2019. And of course, uh, this, you know, that's right where Trump hatred and Trump uh, derangement syndrome was probably at its apex, Jonathan, uh, uh, right there. But three years later, justice for Jussie. Yeah, just and justice for Chicago, for somebody who wasted police resources and uh, and actually uh, was trying to get, you know, uh, to get people in trouble and to put out this false narrative. I think another thing about this is it's striking that the court of public opinion that is swayed by the echo chamber of the leftist media has gotten it wrong many, many times. And again, Kyle Rittenhouse versus this, it's two examples of where the same people that you just played those sound bites making up things like lynching of this individual are the same people who were calling uh, Kyle Rittenhouse a white supremacist. So you definitely can see uh, how they play on people's emotions just simply for their ideological uh, move forward. Now, we know Jesse um, is guilty. We know he was lying about all this. We also know he's an actor. So now with all that, uh, we're going to look at him just a few days after, you know, telling everybody what happened. And I just want to focus on what kind of actor he is. Could, was this at all convincing? All right. Let's let's be try to be neutral here. I was talking to a friend and I said, I just want them to find them. And she said, sweetie, they're not going to find them. And that just made me so angry because so I'm just going to be left here with this. All right, I'm going to say weak acting because, uh, look, we've all cried. I've never used a tissue when I cry. You know what I mean? I, it, was, it was 20 years ago uh, when my favorite football team won. Tears of joy. But you don't use a tissue. And the sweetie, calling him a sweetie, that was a little bit overdone too. Um, Jim? Well, I, I got to tell you, I, I'm pretty torn up about this whole thing because, I, I mean, Jesse was just trying to make things right. He just wanted to make it good for everybody. All right, what sweetie. A garbage hey. actor. <laughs> no. uh, does he get any points with you, uh, uh, Jonathan? 
no, but he's probably going to get a sentence. And that's, uh, I think that's the ultimate Academy award. He's going to, you know, get some silver handcuffs that, uh, that he rightfully deserves. Yeah. Uh, this is, and let me just take a quick, I, these are, some of these are felonies, I believe. And, uh, this is, you know, this could be serious for him. Obviously, he won't be acting. Then again, who knows? I mean, Jonathan and Jim, I mean, this could, in a weird way, will it help him with the left? Will it be a victim all over again? Uh, Black Lives Matter was standing by him as recently as yesterday. Maybe he Based remakes on... Jailhouse Rock. Can he sing? <laughs> okay, you guys. <laughs> you guys are fantastic. Yeah, it's five felony counts. Nice. And uh, that's oh. uh, that's probably that could be significant that's no jail joke. time. Yeah. yeah well, that's, that's no joke. Thank you, gentlemen. By the way, just very briefly, uh, the January 6th committee still is continuing. In my view, they're harassing former Trump administration officials. There are so many things that I want answered about January 6th, like why those cops walked away just before Ashley Babbitt was shot. Why so many cops let people into the Capitol, let them into the Capitol. They're not pursuing any of that. Uh, are we ever going to get those questions answered, uh, Jim? Um, probably not. I, I think uh, not until there's a Republican administration. You know, we need control of Congress and then we need an executive branch where someone can put a foot down on them. I also want to know how many Fed informants were there in those organizations and how much were they the ones who were inciting violence? Because there's a couple of people who are definitely not charged and are on video as some of the biggest agitators in the crowd, both on that day and the night before. That's that, what I want that, to find out. That is totally bizarre. Uh, Jonathan, please, final thoughts. Uh, I just think that, you know, we need to stop waiting on the, the same people again that you played that soundbite a minute ago are the same people who are uh, basically in charge this January 6th nonsense. I would love to see the GOP actually do something effective for a change. I don't care if they have uh, a an official uh, overwatch of this or their own official trial. Why don't they start you know, doing their own thing outside of Congress so that they can look at and bring up these facts themselves and give them to the American people? We want to see it. Amen. That's interesting. That's an interesting idea. Yeah. Hey, listen, I thought it was so funny. As we go to break, I want to play that clip again of all the liberals embracing Jussie Smollett's fake, phony lie of a story. Uh, Jonathan Gilliam, thank you. Jim Hansen, thank you. And we leave you with this. Uh, Danny, this is a horrible story, no matter what kind of uh, attack or crime it was. But what do prosecutors need to prove uh, to categorize this as a hate crime? Support for Smollett exploding online from Hollywood A-listers to political heavyweights. Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi tweeting the racist homophobic attack on Jesse Smollett is an affront to our humanity. No one should be attacked for who they are or whom they love. Democratic presidential candidate and Senator Kamala Harris also weighing in, calling Smollett one of the kindest, most gentle human beings I know and calling the attack an attempted modern day lynching. Yeah, but how do you know where I live? Oh, it's public record, ma'am. Right. Okay. That's unbelievable. So that is the new U.S. attorney from Massachusetts. Her name is um, Rachel Rollins, and she thinks that public officials should not know. You should not know where they live. It's a fact of life. You can look it up in the phone book or online. 
She was just um, uh, confirmed, and now she is now the U.S. attorney for Massachusetts. They are in for some problems, I think. I'd like to bring in former U.S. attorney Joe DeGeneva for Washington, D.C. Joe, Rachel Rollins, first of all, what kind of reputation, if any, does she have in the legal community? A bad one. Uh, she's known to be uh, wild-eyed and uh, not competent. Uh, extremely into the Soros style of negative non-prosecution, uh, very bad judgment, uh, not even-tempered, uh, not having the temperament necessary for a job where you wield such vast power. In short, a bad choice, and therefore the one that the Biden administration made. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. This is, I mean, maybe it's good for those who are being prosecuted in Massachusetts because they'll have ample grounds for a defense. Here she is, uh, I think, possibly committing a crime on TV. She's irate that a TV reporter showed up at her house because they were told about her acting up at a parking lot. That's a whole other issue. And listen to what she threatened to have done to this person. Get, this is private property, okay, we're gonna get out of here. Get out. And you yeah. know what I'll do? I'll call the police on you and make an allegation, okay. and we'll see how that works okay. with you. She's going to make an allegation to the police. Now, this is from January of this year. She's the Suffolk County DA at this moment. Joe, I mean, when you vet somebody, the FBI, this is a big job. They would see something like this. They would say, okay, whoa, we got a problem with this one. Did anybody raise an alarm or... Maybe they were told not to. Apparently, they were told not to. What you just saw was the kind of temperament that should never be allowed to, hide, to have the vast power that a United States attorney has. The power to investigate that a United States attorney has and use grand juries and issue subpoenas and search warrants is the power to destroy people. What you just saw was an unhinged prosecutor. That person should not wield the vast power of the United States government. That is an embarrassing performance. It is someone who should never, ever be allowed to have the vast authority and power that a United States attorney has. That is so embarrassing to the Department of Justice. But again, this is Merrick Garland's Department of Justice. This is presumably what he wants. This is the type of United States attorney that he thinks should be prosecuting Americans. If you're in Boston, you better be very, very worried because what you have in, in, in front of you right now is an unhinged prosecutor who is more than likely to bring political prosecutions not founded in evidence. Yeah, uh, it's incredible that this has happened. And these, and here she is, again, hiding behind her children. There's something very weird about this, how her keeps bringing her kids up who are nowhere to be seen. They're 100 yards away. They're totally safe. Take a look. Get her, get them hiding. out of here. This is the Please. Boston Police. Hiding. I will have you arrested. I swear to God. Okay. A, My children a are going to be hurt. <laughs> Maybe by her. <laughs> and she will, I will have you arrested. I swear to God. This is, and now she has more power. Here she was just a local prosecutor. Can you give us an idea, Joe, just how vast the power is? Federal versus local. Uh, local is pretty powerful. Federal, there's so much latitude, so much authority. Well, United States attorneys can subpoena anybody 
They have the power to impanel grand juries. Again, as I told you, the power to investigate is the power to destroy. But what you just saw there, again, is a temperament that is completely inconsistent with the wielding of this vast power. This is scary. It's frightening. This person should never have been nominated. The confirmation today was a 50-50 vote that had to be broken by Kamala Harris, the vice president of the United States, had to break the tie. The kind of lack of confidence that that shows in her, I must say, if I'm in Massachusetts, I am very worried about federal law enforcement. This is dangerous. She is a dangerous person to wield that type of pervert. She does not have the temperament, the judgment uh, to be able to wield the vast power that United States attorneys have. This is this is I've never seen anything like this in a year. And by the way, just look at the former U.S. attorney, Dan Webb, who tried the Jesse Smollett case. Honorable guy, tempered, even keeled. Look at her. She is unhinged. And then she uses her children. She brings in police. You know what you do if you're the, the United States attorney or you're going you know you're going to be. You say, ladies and gentlemen, I have to go into my house. Thank you very much. No comment. You get out of the way. You don't engage in fisticuffs with the media. That shows you how bad her judgment is. Uh, then she took to Twitter uh, in the aftermath. And then I want to see if there's any possible thing the American people can do about this. But some of her tweets from right around that time. Uh, let's see here. Uh, the media just videotaped my home and my children are terrified. Now, that's a lie. That is a lie. What else do we have here? My children, like many of yours, are scared and worried about what they saw at our Capitol. Oh, she's blaming January 6th. Everyone is on edge, including myself, but my little girls and I are safe. Uh, totally over the top. Oh, and then she makes what it looks like a false allegation against a masked white man. Uh, she really is pointing out, oh, she didn't like the reporter because she was black. She didn't like the, uh, the woman she had the argument with in the parking lot because she was white. Joe, there are civil servant rules. I know she's a political appointee, but uh, what can people do? What can the Justice Department do? Because there are career officials who are going to be really disturbed by having this person in their ranks. The problem is she's just been confirmed. The problem is the president nominated her. The problem is they knew this when they nominated her. And if they didn't know this when they nominated her, shame on them. But what you, again, again, Greg, this is no one like this should ever get close to the incredible nuclear power that a United States attorney has to investigate, destroy people's lives, issue subpoenas, give search warrants, get bank records, force people to testify. This is amazing. This is a very serious job. This woman clearly is unhinged and clearly should not have the authority of a United States attorney. All right. You know, one thing you mentioned, the key here is she was just confirmed. And I think she knows that as well, because I'm looking on her Twitter bio and guess what it says? The first in all caps, Senate confirmed. Uh, I think she thinks that makes her untouchable. And maybe for a little while it does, but but we'll see. Uh, you know what, Greg? You know what you can do with a U.S. attorney? You can impeach them. Has that ever been done? Uh, not to my knowledge, but there's nothing like the first time, as they say in show business. Wow. All right. Hey, finally, um, listen, the January 6th stuff uh, continues. It looks like they don't want real answers to any of the questions I have, like why those cops walked away just before Ashley Babbitt was shot, why so many cops uh, appeared to let 
protesters into the Capitol, just stepped aside. One cop we even saw encouraging people to get in. Um, I, these are questions I think need to be answered. The only thing we had were those cops who hated Trump up there. And now, you know, they're subpoenaing people like uh, Mark Meadows. Just from your standpoint, where do we go from here? How is this all going to pan the, out? The, the, the murder of Ashley Babbitt is completely unjustified. Officer Byrd, Lieutenant Byrd, should be removed from the force. He should never be allowed to hold a weapon again. His conduct on that day was absolutely outrageous. Uh, what had, as soon as the Republicans take over the House in 2022, they should have a committee established to investigate what happened, her killing. They don't have to wait for a grand jury, even though the local uh, U.S. attorney said they weren't going to prosecute the police officer. The, the Republicans, this will be a test of their mettle. They should have an investigative committee to investigate the killing of Ashley Babbitt. The entire January 6th thing should be investigated from the conduct of the police officers and the FBI, undercover agents, everything that we've seen, including the treatment of the defendants by the federal courts, their treatment in the D.C. jails, it's outrageous. And it needs to be, that will be the test of the Republicans. Finally, Joe, I know you've been hassled from time to time by the powers that be in Washington, D.C. How are you faring? How are you holding up? We're doing just fine. We're doing just fine. We are we are set, set in our virtues. We know exactly where we're going. Everything is great. And thank you for asking. Joe DeGeneva, a hero, former U.S. attorney for Washington, D.C. To be continued, sir. And we'll be right back. Have you checked out the Newsmax Daily podcast with me, Rob Carson? You get daily news, insightful commentary, and believe it or not, comedy. Check it out wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts or at NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast. Instead of hassling former Trump administration officials who weren't even there on January 6th, that committee should be talking to people like Victoria White, 39 years old from uh, Rochester, Minnesota. She was there that day. She tried to stop the violence. We have proof of it. Anyway, she ultimately is uh, in big trouble. She was arrested. She's facing a slew of charges. But here she is trying to calm down a tense situation. We don't do that, SH. We don't do that. She came up to the guy with the with the club. More. Berating that guy for what he did.
And now she's trying to pull that other guy away. So again, this is Victoria White, and she spoke to uh, Julie Kelly at American Greatness, and she's uh, telling her story, which uh, entails being viciously beaten, she says, by at least two Metropolitan Police cops. Uh, the story goes like this. Looking for a way out of the dense crowd, she had lost sight of her friend at this point. White pushed her way toward the tunnel shortly after 4 o'clock and squeezed into the front opening. That's when she encountered a horror scene. Goes on to say, grown men were crying from being doused repeatedly with a noxious chemical gas inside the tight confines of the tunnel. People were being crushed. Cops clad in full riot gear had filled the tunnel with the gas, causing victims to vomit and pass out. We were trapped. Police were pushing us out using riot shields and people outside were pushing in. I kept falling. A cop sprayed mace directly in my face. And uh, she was in that tunnel. A horrible scene. She was arrested on January 6th. Um, and she also has some interesting information about Roseanne Boyland. She believes that the full story of her death has not been told. Officially, it was ruled a drug overdose. Uh, hardly anyone is buying that anymore. Uh, there's a Give, Send, Go page set up for uh, her daughters, uh, Victoria White. Uh, she uh, is in financial dire straits. Uh, Roseanne Boylan, a uh, woman died on January 6th. She was given CPR by some of the uh, uh, Trump supporters there who begged for help from the cops, and it did not seem like it was forthcoming at all. They were right there. They know first aid. They have equipment. They were begging, and nothing seemed to happen. Um, many questions. Many questions about January 6th. Like, by the way, what did this person do, and who were the cops who beat them to a pulp, Rodney King style? Have you seen this? Uh, probably haven't. Hasn't been in wide circulation because, well, it tells a story that the media are not comfortable with. But that looks like they're beating somebody up who's already on the ground and totally subdued. What's happening here? Why aren't our lawmakers asking these questions? I don't know. I don't know. I'll be right back. Stanchfield is next. Thank you. Thank you very much. See you tomorrow.